0: Away, the show where we take titles of popular songs and make them the theme
1: for our shows. I'm Rachel, the founder and editor of Chicago's own Anchor Magazine. And I'm Amnesty, her across-the-pond BFF that pitched this crazy show to her. Join us for some wild conversation about everything from music to the unbelievable stories of our lives and dig into the 90% of our brains that are pretty much just song lyrics. We'll make recommendations. Get it? Wreck as in shipwreck? And get next to useless life and Oh, God. That was was a good take. That was bad bad recording in progress.
0: All right. So today we're going to do a Fleetwood Mac song because I am a huge fan of Fleetwood Mac. And so. And if you don't
1: like Fleetwood Mac, suck it. No, I'm just kidding. And
0: at the time of this recording, it's just about a week Maybe two weeks since Christina's died. Maybe a week. So mm-hmm. we're doing everywhere because she's saying that. And as much as I'm a obsessive of Stevie Nicks, like I'm pretty obsessed. Uh, I think we need to pay her some dues today. Um, this was a tricky one, I guess, for us today. Because every single one of Fleetwood Mac's songs is about like really heinous, horrible love stories. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think either of us, like I've had some romantic trauma and drama let's put it that way but not in the same way Fleetwood Mac did yeah but I think the whole point of today is just talking about kind of society's what society tells you love should be and what a love story should be and how I think we both agree that it's just like not the same you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like where, where do we
1: get that on Amazon because I'm like <laughs> I haven't experienced that <laughs>
0: yeah exactly <laughs> Can I just order that on Wish for <laughs> really
1: <Yes>. cheap? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say really quick. I'll just jump in with a a quick song fact. So it came out November 1987. Which, yeah, you it's that's like a year and some change before you were born, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, you're 88. I was born in '90, so came out before both of our times, but still slaps. And it's from the album "Tango in the Night." Um, and yeah, it was written and sang lead vocals by Christine R.I.P. Uh, Christine McBee R.I.P. Did that rhyme? No. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I have. I'll let you jump back in if you want to. If you want to mm-hmm. say anything else, but I was like, I do have a a fun fact about the music video too. Yeah,
0: you did a bunch <laughs> of research, so I will let you regale
1: me with all of the shit that you've. <laughs> all right well so there's actually two versions of the music video one has like some members of the band in it like typical kind of yeah. music video and then there's another version and i actually haven't seen it i need to watch that today but it's a visual depiction of the Highwayman by alfred noy noise noise i'm so terrible but <laughs> it's yeah, no yes <laughs> no, no yes, yes. No, yeah. <laughs> you know the typical like midwestern phrase no yeah no but no yeah yeah and so this this poem came out in august 1906 oh oh in edinburgh scotland and it was in a magazine from edinburgh scotland which hey we've been there or i've been there at least you've yeah, been there a couple times uh yeah who hasn't been but Anyways, the plot of that I'm like <laughs> I'm telling this story so boring. I'm like eh, the plot but the plot <laughs> of the poem is that in eighteenth century rural England, there's an unnamed highwayman who is in love with Bess, a landlord's daughter, betrayed to the authorities by Tim, a jealous ostler, the highwayman escapes ambush when Bess set best sacrifices her life to warn him learning of her death. He is killed in a futile attempt at revenge. Uh, in the final stanza, the ghosts of the lovers meet again on winter nights. And I'm like, again, never had a love so intense. I would die trying <laughs> to warn the man or my, yeah. I mean, I like, I like men, but you know, for whoever, like, would you, yeah. Like, would you, would die? you die for the person you love? Would you Romeo and Juliet them? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, and that's the thing. It's like, I guess, like, yeah. If you really, if I r- really love someone, like, I would feel like if I had a kid, I would feel like that. I'd die to protect them. But like, I don't know about, like, like in Rome. Like, I just feel like this all could have been avoided. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure. like, if it was really necessary, but in yeah. these cases, I don't think it was. <laughs> I always think when you die for love, or when you hear about people
0: dying for love, is yeah, it could have been avoided, but also like god you could have communicated far better
1: that doesn't sound like a very good love story i know and it was like how long did you all love each other like i don't know but (laughs) yeah it was obviously lust and you were like i would die for that pussy but that's a (laughs) different story yeah yeah (laughs) But, well, yeah, but so circling it back to the song everywhere, I guess, like, they thought that poem was kind of, or like, you know, Christine, I don't know, we can never know, We uh, you know, we were planning on having her on the podcast this week, but then, uh, no, I'm just kidding. So sad. Uh, (laughs) Christine, communicate to us, well, I don't know, actually, I'm like, now we're going to be in the Highwayman ghost story, but. Yeah, I have weird dreams yeah <laughs> but uh yeah take some sleepy time tea and cbd oil oh i did that last week watch white lotus took sleepy time tea cbd oil i was having crazy dreams but anyways i digress Re- but reverting We're it very back good to at that song, tangent tangent. <laughs> tangent but i guess reverting it like literally the lyrics to the song are like "Ooh, i want to be with you everywhere like are there even other lyrics <laughs> There's like definitely other, uh,
0: there's definitely other lyrics. Yeah, I can't I
1: think, hear me calling, calling out your name.
0: Yeah, I think that we both have very different, um, life situations. In that mm-hmm. I've been married for nine years in January, and that's only a few weeks from now. And you know, even then, I don't think that I. I love Chris to death. Don't get me wrong, but not to die <laughs> to death, but not to die. Um, and I just think that a love like that is so unhealthy and not attainable. But if you have, like, if you change your mindset, like, I don't know. And then of course you're you're single, so I don't, I don't.
1: Yeah. So oh. it's it's funny. Yeah, I'm like I'm very single, and I'm and it's weird. I'm almost at the point. Like I was talking to a friend yesterday too about how, like again, like had fun with my most recent ex, you know, we were together for two years. Like he wasn't a terrible person by any means, but just like looking back at it, because it was like, I started dating when I was 29 and I just like felt like societal pressure. I was like, well, this is the guy that I got to like settle down to marry, I guess. Cause it's that time. And then like, yeah, we've ended up, I've, I think as I've mentioned on here, broke up. But I'm like looking back at it because my uh, my friend just went through like she was dating a guy for only a couple months. They weren't like exclusive, but she was trying to figure out. They kind of broke it off and she was trying to figure out if they could like fix it to like still like the issues that they had. And I was like, no, I was like, don't go down that road because then you're going to be like two years later just like dealing with like incompatibility. Yeah, and- my um my
0: therapist when I was 18 and I had my first like very dramatic breakup which maybe that's something i could i could talk to my therapist was like gave me a book and it's like it's called a breakup because it's broken so i never i like truly believe that once you've broken up you should never get back with an ex it's broken mm-hmm. for a reason move on
1: <laughs> yeah well and even like if you're considering it like yeah it's like now looking back to it, i'm like why did i like try so hard to make that work and but anyways yeah i'm to a point where i'm like <laughs> Yeah, someone's got to be real special for me to even, like, want to sacrifice my comfort. Like, I know relationships all take work, and, you know, like, it's a give and take, and you do have to compromise on things, but, um, like, sacrificing your peace for just the sake of, like, being with someone, I'm like, I don't even want to do that now, let alone there's no one that I'm like, I want to be with you everywhere. No, <laughs> yeah. I need my alone time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, well, as someone who's on the opposite side and has been with someone for a long time and we've had our ups and downs, it's like generally it's actually quite easy. Like a a good love and a good relationship is quite easy, but there is a certain level of understanding and that's where the work comes from. It's from understanding Mm -hmm. where you're willing to be like, I'll just let that be. That's more important to you and where you're like, that's, that's like, that's not my ideal. That's not the relationship I want. That's not how I want my life to play out. Whether that's things that you want, behaviors, personality things, whatever. And, you know, Chris and I have had hard times. So, Like, I'm not going to talk about it, but we've had <laughs> rough times in certain things. But it's always been generally pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do enjoy being with him above anyone else in the entire world. And I,
1: but then there's I like. I you enjoyed being with me above it. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're probably second. Well, Sorry. I mean nothing <laughs> to you. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, so like, uh, yeah, you have to choose love. You have to choose to be with that person. I like that phrase of you have to choose to work through it, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be difficult.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. That's exactly what, and it's like, I I have not found that, but that's what I'm looking for. Exactly. That's so spot on. It's like, yes, you have to put in the work it's like all life is where you know like to wake up and brush your teeth is work you know yeah you're gonna so wake like,
0: up like every day is work anyway so it's like yeah it's fine it's gonna be there
1: <laughs> yeah but to find someone who it, it's not just like being with them is a difficulty in itself it's like you want to find someone who you can go through difficulty with and you can yeah. pull each other out of it or whatever you know and so that's what yeah I was trying to tell my friend I was like I know you're a fixer, but I was like, if it's that hard, like, two months in, like, you know, like, don't try to change yourself to fit someone else's DNA and, you know, like, don't try to match yourself to someone, find someone who you can fit together, you know.
0: Well, that's a really good point. It's like, if you have to change yourself, then it's a no. Mm -hmm. But if you have, if you can fully be yourself, but you have to make communicative changes between you and the person. Yeah. But you're not fundamentally changing yourself then that's okay Mm -hmm. or if you or you're expecting the other person to change
1: yeah that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah exactly but well totally going 180 here right i'm like not 360 180. (laughs) i (laughs) have to think about that i'm like yes i want to say opposite direction and you can stop me here if you're like where did that come from but right before we got on this to talk about everywhere and like our- share our stories i was listening to and that's why we drink which is another great podcast <laughs> and uh they yeah they're like one of my favorites it's another like best friend duo and that one of them tells a um go one of the hosts tells like a paranormal or ghost story and then one of them tells a true crime story and actually one of the host names is christine so there we go <laughs> We're tying in the Christine thing, but yeah, Christine is the one who tells the true crime, and she's talking about um, a stalking victim named Laura Black. And I actually haven't finished the story, so I don't know if I. She said stalking; it wasn't like a murder, usually she'll say this is the murder of whatever. So I hope Laura yeah. made it out. I don't know yet. This is a cliffhanger. I could just probably Google it, but anyways. But it's a, It was just ironic that that episode came out this morning. I'm listening to it, and the guy's like stalking her, like showing it, it was a coworker of hers um like was showing up at her house like left a note on her car that said i'm gonna pay you a visit and it had a copy of her front door key and she's like had no idea how he had got a copy of her key like seriously scary stuff but i'm like that guy he wants to be with her everywhere Okay, not to laugh about like, <laughs> no but i mean to that's a really good stalking. example
0: okay that's a little creepy like yeah yeah <laughs>
1: And so I just I had to I had to just share that little anecdote because I was like, oh, of all the mornings for this, you know, know, like normally it's like a murder or whatever. I was like, we're planning to talk about the song everywhere. And I was like, yeah, that would be a stalker's soundtrack for sure.
0: I mean, I guess this is exactly the point, because when we said we want to deflate with Mac and I was like, all of these songs are about really unhealthy relationship dynamics. That's Mm -hmm. exactly the point is everywhere doesn't even sound like a romantic song really it's not a romantic song by any means it's all creepy and weird that's the point like i'm not just like that's fleetwood mac is good because that's what they did you know you know that their whole history was like i think that um mac worked out or fleetwood worked out they did like seven miles of cocaine during their first like 10 years like insane amounts of like drugs and they all fucked with each other they all fucked each other um and you know it's it's like yeah it's it's all but i never would have allowed myself to have that much drama in any of my relationships because that's a boundary that i would would not well we
1: also weren't alive in the 70s which that was just a different time oh yeah i was gonna say also i never did seven miles of drugs so (laughs) that would fuck your your like boundaries up quite a
0: bit wouldn't it oh (laughs) yes
1: well and uh yeah i really i i like like obviously like everyone i think like who doesn't like fleetwood mac but i'm not like super and like i would really love to dive more into their story and maybe, and maybe that's what we do another episode or something but um i do know have you heard of the book daisy jones and the six that was mm-hmm. pretty popular but oh well um i think it was like a reese's book club or whatever so it got some like hype from that and i do i when i first tried reading it I was like, I don't. I'm not really into this. Took me a long time to get into it. Eventually, did, and I liked the book. And now it's coming out. Uh, I think it's, it's either an HBO or a Prime. I think it's Prime. It's going to be like a TV series, so they're adapting it into TV. But the author said that she wrote the book, like based off of Fleetwood Mac, like loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. So Ooh. I'm like reading that because it, yeah, it's like Daisy Jones is I think essentially Stevie Nicks. Yeah, um, and then um the six it's like her, the six is her band like mm-hmm. and there's, you know syncs up with the members of fleetwood Mac. so i'm like if it's anything like if it really is like that based off of it i was like then i do know some of the drama from reading that book but <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah
0: it's a lot and i know a lot of it because like my obsession with fleetwood Mac is pretty crazy but yeah they were basically just fucked for most mm-hmm. of their like 10 year like for a long time and then um obviously stevie Nicks and what's his face were together and then they were fucking other members of the band behind each other's backs and then they were writing songs about it and then yeah. making each other perform it i'm like it is totally fucked and it's a very good like drama opera whatever story but it is not a good way to
1: base a relationship off of. <laughs> i know it's like they don't make rock and roll like they used to kids am i yeah. right yeah but that's basically all right <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and I and I do, yeah. I'm like I have a, another couple like personal and or I have a, i have like one personal story I can kind of tell in relation to the theme about like yeah, yeah like sacrifices for a relationship or whatnot. But uh, re- I also wanted to share. Have you watched or at least heard about the Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix? Yes, yeah, I have. Okay. I am not that much under a rock. Okay. <laughs> you're like i haven't seen it but i've heard of it but uh so we're recording it's december 2022 it's (laughs) when this who knows when this will air but um the harry and megan doc just came out i think i got like into the second episode but anyways that's an example too where i'm i don't know like i'm conflicted i don't know what to believe but i saw a tweet last night that someone was like harry was just looking for an out like he was miserable being in the you know like under the spotlight and everything and like i don't buy that it was like love at first sight he just like used megan as an excuse to leave but i'm calculated that's incredibly calculated yeah well that's what someone would like someone's opinion on it but my opinion i was like i've always thought and maybe i need to watch like i think there's an all gonna be six parts or something but they only released the first three and i haven't gotten to the third part yet but um i like what i've always looked at is, is like damn they must really love each other because of the fact that she <laughs> would like give up everything like her acting career and everything yeah. in america to go over there and you know try to make it work being in the royal court or whatever i don't know whatever you yeah. call it, like an active royal uh <laughs> and then now the fact that he's leaving to like be with her and it, like protect his family i don't know i've just i've always thought it was more of like an epic love story and i'm like yeah where do you agree
0: i have to agree with that i would just like i just don't see why you would put yourself through that much shit
1: unless Mm -hmm. you love
0: someone yeah and and people are like well she should have known better about getting into the the family and i'm like you there's no fucking way you would have
1: known there's no way you don't know until you're there you know like
0: short of growing up in it it's just insanity like he knew but there's no way he could it's like it's like telling me when i moved to london to be with chris what i was going to experience and be like no one could have explained it to me
1: yeah and you're chris isn't far from a royal sorry yeah yeah no and that's exactly <laughs> that's what that's my, right? my story is like this big in yeah. comparison to theirs like mine's yeah. an inch big yours is like an inch of cocaine and hers is like seven miles seven miles <laughs> circling, circling back to that yeah exactly um, But yeah, I yeah, I just I'm like, yeah, that's another like timely example of that really like strong love that you'll sacrifice, you know, like and go back to it like Titanic's my favorite movie, you know, Jack and they knew each other for like three days and she literally jumped off of a lifeboat that she was on to go with him because you jump I jump and then he just like went into freezing cold water and let her sit on the door and died for her like for three days I'm like again I've never known that feeling (laughs) of loving someone so much you know so And, and you know what from experience
0: like yes I married Chris quite quickly. So just a little backstory, like me and him met, and then we married about a 16, 18 months later, something like that. So quite quickly, but we kind of were like, Well, I needed my visa, otherwise I was gonna be stuck in America. It was like either we make this work or we don't. And I love and care about you and I respect about respect you. But I never felt the like all-encompassing big feeling of like I would throw everything away for somebody. Do you know what I'm trying to say? but that's grown and like a love that grows and i think i always kind of knew that when i met him it was like i would grow with him and we would grow together and it would be a good long relationship like a longevity of relationship um but yeah i've never had that like big all in come. there's moments where i look at chris and be like i really love you but it's kind of a short sort of chilled thank god i want you in my life but i don't need you in my life i've never had that like i need you to be with me
1: which yeah is, guess, see that yeah Another very wise thing, you know, and I think that's more sustainable too. It's like yeah. it's like marriage is a marathon, not a sprint. You don't want to yeah. like three days love someone enough that you jump off a freaking lifeboat for them and then you know then yeah. they die. And then, but like if you it was a slow burn, maybe they would have known <laughs> but uh yeah, like a slow burn and then yeah, you're growing, you grow together, you yeah. know, and you it's I think it's more like a calm love than a chaotic love for you and chris right but it's yeah. it's stable it's a calm present you know like consistent it's yeah. there doesn't let you down you know yeah
0: well and i like my first boyfriend i was 18 when i had my first boyfriend and i loved him and some and like for a long time i was like i romanticized and we were only together for like two months maybe <laughs> um, I romanticized him because I was 18 young and dumb basically <laughs> like for a long time and my realization later on now is like that would never have lasted anyway even if it hadn't gone past 2 months just because there was this intense like neediness from me my first relationship and that, I don't think that's why we broke up but I think it would have gotten worse over time the neediness would have gotten worse over time and that wouldn't have been a healthy relationship so like mm-hmm. if I'm giving myself my younger self like advice for like for the the episode it'd be like that intense feeling of love is actually extremely dangerous as compared to like a sort of growing love that you kind of lean into and over time you know it grows
1: <laughs> yeah and there's like a uh logan yuri is like she's a i can't remember if she's like, like i'm gonna look this up right now because i'm like i know she's an author of a book and like a relationship coach but i don't know if she is um, like psychology trained at all or what yeah she she's a dating coach director and relationship scientist director of the relationship scientist department at hinge and the author yeah of how not to die alone and I read that book and anyway she her whole thing is fuck the spark yeah. which like the spark is like a dangerous thing and it's, it's like all of the things yeah. that all the pop culture references that we've had are kind of like a spark but yeah, I don't know, like Harry and Meghan's story, it's like really interesting to me because I didn't know, I don't know that I ever knew this until watching the documentary, but like Harry saw her on Instagram and then reached out and then that's how, and they started like secretly dating and I'm like, I don't know if it was necessarily, a spark because it wasn't like in person, he just saw a picture of her and was like, oh, I like her, and then they talked a lot, but anyways, I don't know. I'm, I that's interesting, going I'll
0: have to but watch it and get back to you on that, because I thought that they met through a friend and then
1: well like- that was so he saw her on a friend's Insta- oh sorry I should oh, clarify okay. that it was like a friend had posted her picture and he was like who is that i need to know her you know yeah ah but, okay um that makes but, sense. yeah it was like it was on he said it was like the instagram discover page or whatever that yeah. he saw it and it was his friend yeah so i was like wow okay i need to how do i get on these discover pages of british men like <laughs> i'm like i don't even care if they're a prince just british um but Oh, and then like now like worlds colliding those two things. I have to I just have to mention like the notebook, like uh, talking about stalking and then like the spark or whatever. Can we just talk about how toxic the notebook is? Like everyone romanticizes it. And then it's like, no, Noah was like a legitimate psychotic stalker. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to threaten to like die on the Ferris wheel just to get Allie to agree to go out with him and then he wrote her 365 letters that's a like, lot man what i mean on the
0: flip side the reason i liked chris was that he didn't fucking play games and he was always communicative on for me but
1: 365 letters yeah after you haven't received a few that yes. is probably anything a lot. back yeah after uh, i'm like write five maybe and then if you don't get a response yeah then yeah move on you know <sighs> Um, or like but- the fact that he like continued to like build that house that she wanted. Yeah, it's so
0: you're weird. Not- I
1: didn't even really think of that until you brought it up. It is a very awkward movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm I telling you, really Noah, wants it. To be, yeah, Noah wants to be with Allie everywhere. And don't get me wrong, it's like a guilty pleasure. And I'm like, what do you want? It's not that simple. <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Okay, well, I'm just going off the hinges. Yeah, right
0: so what is your favorite? Like, what are what is your like top favorite romance movies other than the notebook
1: well i wouldn't even sorry i'm like now i'm losing my voice i'm getting too into the acting but um i wouldn't even like call that like a favorite but it is funny because i do love titanic but i think it's like so much grander than just it is a love story but there's like so much else going on um and i mean leonardo dicaprio enough said but so I do like that, but I will say it's a very like unrealistic. And speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio, like I said, Romeo and Juliet obviously was long long around long before his time, but uh he did that version, you know, the yeah. um the Baslerman. The Baslerman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, just psychotic the story of Romeo and Juliet. Like what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, like unhinged love stories then well I do oh, wow I'm meant like this is like in real time I'm like mentally realizing that all of these movies are pretty ridiculous that are my favorite like I would say 10 things I hate about you and Titanic are like in my top five of all time but then it's like when you think about it 10 things I hate about you um like the like uh what what's his name Patrick is the character that Heath Ledger plays like he again Julia Stiles cat i'm like what's her character's name cat she wants nothing to do with him at first and then he like persists and like you know does the whole band thing and risk getting detention and getting detained by the school security and everything because he's getting paid by joey donner and (laughs) (laughs) like going but i'm like wow yeah like a lot of unhinged behaviors in these movies but if we're just talking like pure guilty pleasures yeah 10 things i hate about you titanic how to lose a guy in 10 days um
0: she's the man
1: oh Oh, yeah you that you talk about that movie all the time i'm like oh my gosh so good it's like so quotable for me but um that too like again she does it for her love of soccer but the character viola in that movie like dresses like a man (laughs) to be able to play soccer and then she like falls for her roommate channing uh, tater and then oh and of course wait i have to mention a cinderella story that <laughs> scene i think we talked about it in one like the movie like um yeah. when they play here you me so like again going back to that but um yeah when the, the football field and then if, waiting for you is like waiting for uh rain in this drought useless and disappointing <laughs> that one i can agree with that's a pretty good one um what about you though so i like my big fat greek wedding see Uh, i don't even know that i've i saw that like once when it came out i need to do a rewatch of it i really like it and i and maybe this is this is a good example of like
0: i like healthy sort of storylines i don't know but you can like whatever you want it can be guilty pleasure so that's not a judgment but like i like it because she goes out and she makes herself better and then and then goes after him in the movie sort of uh and then the whole thing is really about like how shit they're like how crazy their family is but it it's still funny and it's really good i also like crazy stupid love and i wouldn't say that that's healthy it's actually quite fucked up but i love crazy stupid love Oh,
1: that's a great movie yeah yeah
0: um and then i i I, like wrote a list never never been kissed it's a really good oh my god another great one how did i forget it so and then i really like she's out of my lake is one of my favorite movies because it's a nerd and my husband's a nerd so if people don't know (laughs) who falls in love with a pretty girl i'm not saying that i'm a pretty girl but like i'm definitely not a nerd myself or wasn't really um Mm -hmm. and like makes makes her fall in love just because he's a cool dude. He's a big old nerd, but yeah, I like that movie. That's my favorite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I need to watch that again because that I'm not really familiar with, or I I I know of it, but I'm not like couldn't quote it to you. But um, oh, never been kissed. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. can can i just go on a little quick rant about how great drew barrymore is by the way like i started following her on tiktok like i i haven't really watched her show but i've seen like clips of it on tiktok and she just seems like so wholesome and pure and like you know i know she's talking about how she hasn't gotten botox or whatever and she just like encourages age gracefully like no shame for other people but it's like oh she can do it and um and then The most like recent TikTok I saw of her the other day was that she really she tried these like pickles from this like farmer's market and she really liked him. So she like called up the guy and was like, can I like buy like how many jars of pickles can I buy from you? She's like, I'm I'm calling from the Drew Barrymore show, like didn't say it was her or whatever. And she asked for his name and she's like, well, I'm Drew. Like she just like so humble. I'm like, does this man realize he's talking to Drew Barrymore? I adore her. And everything, and every romance movie she's ever been
0: in, it's, like, 51st Dates, Never Been Kissed. There's a couple other ones, but yeah, she's so good. And and she's, like, deep on- I I actually follow her YouTube and stuff. And she's deep, and she has some, like, deep shit that she goes into, and I'm like, oh, I just adore you for, like, not being afraid to talk about- your family trauma and all of that, you know.
1: Oh wait, what about can we can we also give a shout out of appreciation to her? Um, like just going out in the rain video. Do, have you seen that one where she's like, <laughs> sometimes you just have to laugh in the rain, and she like <laughs> takes her phone out into the rain and <laughs> is like twirling around. And I'm like, I just, I just love her zest for life. Like, yeah,
0: she's <laughs> so funny, and like I think it's because she's gone through so much shit in her life that she's just like at this point. only thing i have left is just to be goofy which Mm -hmm. is that is a good way to deal with trauma i i'll leave it there i really like her
1: and she's currently single and i saw some story too the other day that she was like ghosted and i was like who would ghost drew barrymore what an asshole
0: yeah that person's gotta have some issues jesus why would you do that
1: yeah well Anyway, oh yeah, and she was also in uh He's Just Not That Into You. Now that's a realistic rom com kinda of, but although then like everyone ends up getting together in the it's I don't know. I'm like maybe not very realistic, but um well, I get I I like how we got like super like lighthearted and now I was gonna tell like one like personal story that's like <laughs> you know, not really well it's not like super personal, but I guess, you know, that was an awkward transition, but <laughs> I'm like back to myself, but I did just want to say, yeah, like, when you were talking about like your first like intense, like 18 year old, when you were, you know, two months relationship, I had a relationship that was like, you know, my first on again, off again, very toxic relationship. And it was a guy that I met when I was literally 16. Okay. So he is a creep um no i don't i don't know now we follow each other on instagram i think i can forgive him whatever he's fine but (laughs) if he ever hears this oh my god but no like i was yeah i was 16 i remember i had gone bowling like the nerdiest thing ever that you can do like you go bowling with your friends and he was like coming up to the bowling alley with his friends like his skater for he did like bmx and um yeah he like saw like me carrying a cake coming out of the bowling alley and came up and asked if he could have some and i had like a like 16th birthday thing on my head so i'm like okay he knew and he was then at because he was five years older than me so he was like 21 at that time but anyways and then like literally when i turned 18 or oh, he like added me on MySpace. like that was geez that geez. was the thing i'm like people listening now are like what is MySpace? but um but, yeah, so he added me on MySpace, and then, like, when I turned 18, he started, like, trying to hang out with me whatever, and then, yeah, it was, like, on again, off again until we were going to move to London, and I had applied for that, and we were, like, talking at that phase, but we weren't officially together, and then when I said I was moving to London, he literally was, like, if if I say I'll marry you, or, like, he's, like, will you marry me and stay instead of moving to London after, like, being, like, noncommittal? It was, like, the most unromantic proposal ever, Basically, um, yeah. and it, I'm like, I don't even know. I get like, did you call it a proposal? But yeah, he was like, Oh, if you stayed, I'd marry you. I'm like, Oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, you just,
0: know, that's it. <laughs> I think London's better. Bye. Yeah, fuck you.
1: <laughs> and yeah, and I ended up, yeah, going to London and then like changed the trajectory of my life and everything and um, met you and now yeah. I'm chit chatting with you, but yeah, the whole point. And that leads into my advice, I guess. So this is like somewhat of a good transition, but um, you know, I, I always think about again, movie and TV show tropes, but if you've ever seen the Hills, you know, or was it the Hills or yeah, it was the Hills at that point when Lauren doesn't go to Paris to stay with Jason. And then her boss is like, you'll always be known as the girl who didn't go to Paris. And it was like literally for a summer, like we were going to London for a year and uh, and yeah so she she literally missed out on going to paris for an internship lauren conrad come on and then <laughs> and then um ross and rachel from friends i have to say when she was going to move to paris again for her job and then she gets off the plane and i do i mean i love it it melts my heart but i'm also like you gave up paris for ross
0: it's not even, and even that, like, right. oh, my God, you guys were not together for so long. You could have waited a little longer.
1: Yeah. Like, like... you could done long distance. But anyway, so I will say that my tying that into my advice, it would be like, you know, live your life to the best of your ability and don't try to fit or follow another person and sacrifice your life and yourself and your spirit to to fit with someone else or, like, follow them. Like, you know. Um and again, yeah, like relationships take compromise. Maybe I'm not the best person to ask because I'm not in a relationship, like I said, but I just feel like, yeah, if you have a big opportunity, like take sometimes it. it's okay to be selfish. Yeah. So that's my advice. What about you? I think you already gave some like really good advice about your relationship yeah. with the Christy. spark is not the right thing. Um, just to like
0: add to that just like funny little thing is that when I started dating Chris I was very much like it's just physical like I literally said that to him <laughs> and then we were together for like a couple months or a few months and I then eventually was like I really like you and I love you I think like or I'm
1: falling for you slowly obviously it took some more time but I'm beginning yeah. to start to fall in love with you that was yeah. a very bachelor quote from you No, like the I'm bachelor. <laughs> like I'm starting to think about falling in love with you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly It's a lot of steps it was a lot of that but yeah i guess
0: younger self is sparks not gonna work smaller stuff definitely is uh where to go especially if you get along and you kind of know you can see yourself being long-term happy with someone i think people are like well i just don't have the spark so i'm not like if they're choosing between two people i have a spark with this person and i have had a spark with one person and that person has caused massive fucking havoc in my life and my friend's life after we broke up. So that's a whole different story. It's not my story to tell. All I can say is that he, uh, he fucking caused some drama after we broke up to my best friend. Oh, and I know who that
1: bitch was, not your friend, him.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know that story. <laughs> but like, you know, long story short, you learn that if someone you're compatible with that you sort of love, but the spark's not there, you're probably going to be happier long term with that person as opposed to like that you know kept like my chemical my chemicals are going all over the place because i need Mm -hmm. to fuck this dude and we're really good at bed and blah blah blah. pardon that pardon my like you know obvious truth there but
1: yeah you're gonna be happier like a companionship base is so much better than an attraction base and like a physical attraction base
0: yeah and and sex is important don't get me wrong but that but i think if that there's that spark in the sex life
1: it will eventually go away like yeah that's not a way to live your life i that. feel like a compatibility or like a companion kind of like soul attraction can like make sex better you know yeah yeah so. exactly and you know that's why there's toys yeah <laughs> anyway what is your recommendation for this week <laughs> <laughs> like kind it all up so I, you know, I usually tend to try to go for like something new or like a newer song to me, but I'm going to go with one of my favorite songs because I felt like kind of went with the theme um, and I just saw them this week in concert, but um, it's called Sweep Me Off My Feet by Pond and it's from their 2017 album, The Weather. But yeah, it's just like, it's very catchy and dancey and it's like, um, yeah, saying like someone sweep me off my feet and um, again, you know, that sounds very sparky. I don't know that I'm necessarily saying it's the healthiest, but I, that song is a bop. And yeah, I lo- I always love the band Pond. If you don't know them, check them out. It's got like some members of Tame Impala like crossover because like in Australia, if you're not like everyone who's a musician is just in some sort of like psychedelic rock band and they all like crossover, you know, but <laughs> that's the way Canadian artists are as well. I've yeah. Yeah. But I actually really funny story to Well, I feel bad for the girl, but I, I'm not even sure. I'm like, maybe she did like her nose just started. I think she got clonked. And that's as, what I'm believing. But um, she was in the front row and the lead singer Nick Albrook of Pond likes to like go into the audience and he like dove into the audience at one point. And then he came back over the stage and I had to like jump and like kick his legs. And all of a sudden I look over and the girl that was in the spot where he just was, is like holding her nose. (laughs) It was bleeding. So I think he kicked her, but it could have been like weird timing, but I don't think so. And, but what was weird to me is like, no, it's like, he didn't seem to notice, but it was like a lot of blood. And I like go, I like, like no one's doing anything. And I'm in the like pit photographing for the first three songs. And I'm like to the security guard, I'm like, she's bleeding like do you have a (laughs) towel or something so then we get a towel and then he didn't do anything else to help her and i saw there was like a water bottle so i like gave her the water bottle at least to like clean herself up but she was committed she didn't want to like leave her spot which i was like hell yeah girl and then i was like are you okay and she's like i'm okay but i did think it was weird like the band because it was like a very low stage and i was like did the band not like realize that (laughs) this girl's nose is bleeding but and then nick said something about he's like Oh, if I come over to in the crowd, make sure you put your hands up to catch me. So I think he like that was his way of acknowledging it. But yeah, I don't know, it was bizarre. But anyways, that was just a funny story about seeing. <laughs> you see her some weird stuff when you're out on the <laughs> out photographing. I was like, I'm photojournalist? But what would your recommendation be?
0: Um, I know that I have recommended um, Florence and the Machines before, but I just bought tickets to see her in January. So I'm going to recommend her again. I'm going to recommend Dream Girl Evil, um, because, the, me. huh? <laughs> me? That's <my> Dream <laughs> Girl Evil. No. You don't know what the song's about. Essentially, it's about how men like to fall in love with like a version of a woman that's bad and evil, or reminds them of their mother. Essentially, and I think that it plays along into this like this theme as well as like do men fall in love with the the kinds of women that have given them trauma in the past and am, am I a version of that on the out or on the outside that you kind of think yes that's the girl I want even though they probably will cause you a lot of damage <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah basically the men in this case are anti-heroes it's them they're the yeah. problem yeah <laughs>
0: Yes, there we go. So, yeah, I will suggest Florence and the Machines again because she's she's rocking it this year. So,
1: yeah, slaying. And she's also very like Fleetwood y in a way, like mm-hmm. at least like Stevie Nicks ish when she performs. Like, she's not like, if you yeah. can't, um, I'm obviously on video, I'm like, you know, lifting my hands up and yep. like a flowy, they flow-y dress.
0: I think they're barefoot. Both. Yeah, I think both of them are dancers yes. i know for sh- for a fact stevie nicks is. oh that's
1: the word dancer. for it i'm like
0: very like ballet <laughs> flowy yes. kind of thing i think florence is a previously a dancer but i can't remember off the top of my head so
1: um but yeah so well, that's our that- episode about yeah that's our episode It might have been kind of a stretch with the song theme, but, you know, we we pulled it out of there with... I don't think it was that
0: much of a stretch. We made
1: it out. But anyway,
0: is there anyone that you would be everywhere with? If so, you should probably (laughs) check yourself before you wreck yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is there... Yeah. You need to to calm down. Yeah. All right. Future Amnesty here. I just wanted to add a quick comment about...
0: The audio I left in of me getting yelled at for being loud. I totally deserved it and that's why I kept it in because I have heard it back and I just find it absolutely hilarious that I needed to be put in my place. I do want to add that actually this trip was one of the most amazing trips that I have ever been on and I had such a blast with Rachel and we had such a good laugh the entire time. And yeah, so the audio is there for you guys to have a laugh at with me.